welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And today we are going to be delving into The Golden Bachelor. We talked a little bit about it right when it first started, but it's been a while. We've had a whole season since then that just ended last week. So we are going to be getting into all our thoughts on this spinoff and um, some drama potentially surrounding it as of late. Uh, So we will get into all of that. But first, we have some news from this past week to get to. Probably the biggest story of the week is that everyone's favorite, (laughs) Rachel Raquel Levis, uh, announced that she is launching a new podcast called Rachel Goes Rogue in January 2024. Conveniently timed, the same month that Vanderpump Rules premieres next season, which she is not a part of. Molly, what are your thoughts on this podcast? Will you be listening? Anything in particular you're hoping to hear from her? What are your thoughts? Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, of course. Like, she just still wants to be in the spotlight and have that fame. I feel like I honestly won't probably listen. Like, I'll probably just, like, see, like, the video recaps of it on TikTok or something. Like, I don't know if I want to spend my time watching them and supporting her. Um, But um, I don't know. In general, I'm just, like, I don't know what she really has to say at this point that, like, we need to hear. But good for her for keeping the momentum of the fame that she wants to have so (laughs) she wants to do a podcast like everyone else has a podcast like us but um (laughs) we just we'll see what happens (laughs) yeah exactly um but I don't know I'm just I'm kind of tired of her but what are your thoughts no I agree I mean we, we saw recently this whole interview with Bethany Frankel I feel like she didn't say anything during that interview that was super, uh, I I don't know. She didn't take any accountability, it seemed like. So unless something's changed between then and now, like unless she's done some sort of reflecting, I I just don't know beyond one episode, everyone's going to be tuning in, I'm sure, to hear what she's going to say in her premiere episode. But then after that, what is the podcast going to be about? Like, is she going to be talking about the new season of Vanderpump since it lines up with that? Is she going to be? I I don't know. Like, there I don't think there's any other topic that anyone is dying to hear from her about, and that takes one episode to cover it. And then I I don't know what she has after that. She's also not exactly known as the best speaker in the world. I mean, that was literally a storyline on the show that she hates public speaking and and talking in front of people and she can hardly put a sentence together so I just don't know I I don't know I don't know what to think of it I guess I will probably listen to the first 10 minutes of the first episode just to kind of see what she is like as a podcast host Mm -hmm. and you know I'm sure if there's anything interesting there will be a million articles about it and then you don't even really have to listen to it yourself. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, also in Vanderpump Rules World, there's a special airing next Tuesday, December 12th, um, called Decade of Rumors and Lies, which is basically kind of 
I believe a recap of if season one till now, all of the scandals, everything that's happened. So I think this is good that they're doing this for any new Vanderpump fans that, you know, just kind of picked it up like you, Molly, <laughs> during Scandaval. So I actually think this is really smart of them because knowing that there's probably a good portion of new fans coming into the new season here um, that can kind of catch them up a little bit on the last 10 seasons worth of drama from prior to Scandaval. Um, so I would say I recommend for anyone who did not watch from the beginning to to probably watch this. Um, Molly, will you be watching? Definitely. I want to be caught up on all the rumors and lies over the past <laughs> decade. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, I feel like I've heard from like listening to some like other recaps of stuff, like when there's histories, history of like what happened in the past, like when I was listening to Nick mm-hmm. Bial's podcast. Um, but overall like I want to know more about what happened so yeah do you think that a lot of the newer fans that picked up the show last year do you think that they will continue watching or is this momentum gonna kind of die down do you think at some point during this next season or you know in the next year or two yeah I mean I don't know how they can go above what they already what they hit last year like I think like with how big of a deal that was like I don't see it reaching higher viewer rates or like ratings than that but in terms of like I think there's still going to be a lot of fans and I think like I'm still going to want to watch now like to see just because like I like the cast members and overall like it was a good show um to see I mean obviously Scandal drew me into it but like now I like want to continue it and I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people, but obviously like for some it's not, but um, I think it's still going to be like higher than it had been before this past season. I agree with you there. I think it's not going to be what it was in the second half of last season, but I think it probably will end up kind of like reaching a little bit of like a middle point where it's higher mm-hmm. than it was at the beginning of last season and the season prior, but probably below like well below what it was you know in the in the real thick of it when it first happened and everybody was obsessed with it (laughs) probably it'll kind of end up being maybe around like a couple years before Scandal, you know like because season nine was like the low point and i don't think it'll get back there anytime soon uh now that you know it's kind of this new momentum but it'll be interesting um now, getting off of Vanderpump Rules for a minute, um, Harry Jowsey, uh, who was just eliminated from Dancing with the Stars a couple weeks ago, but um, returning for the finale, actually, tonight, as we're filming this, um, it'll be in about 30 minutes. Um, there's been continued speculation about him and his professional partner, Riley Arnold, uh, whether or not they're dating, they're you know, just kind of having fun, whether they're just kind of uh, teasing the audience and enjoying the the speculation. But there are a couple of clues that maybe it's a little bit more than that. Um, he did recently gift her um, a $14,000 bracelet, and they just recently spent Thanksgiving together. So Molly, do you think that either of these or anything else you've seen indicates that maybe there's something more there, or are they just kind of having fun? 
I think that they're still just friends, but like the gift, I mean, she did teach him dancing for like so many weeks that like kind of like it was like his thank you to her in a way of getting her that bracelet. I know that's definitely expensive, but like Harry has money. So like it's probably not that much money to him getting that bracelet. I actually just saw a video right before we were recording about him getting three bracelets, two he kept for himself, and then one for her. So he spent a lot of money for these bracelets um, because he was like looking at them and he didn't want to tell the salesperson no to the two that he didn't think Bradley wanted. So he kept them for himself. I was like, that's just like, he doesn't have willpower for saying no. Um, but <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of funny, but I think he's just kind of like an impulsive person. So that's probably why he did it too. Um, so I don't know. I think also because like he doesn't have a Thanksgiving history of like, he's Australian. So like he hasn't celebrated Thanksgiving before. I think Riley was like, oh, like come join my family's Thanksgiving experience Thanksgiving. So I think these were more just like, okay, they really got close in the course of while they were dancing together and just like wanted to still be spending time together. And like, he wanted to show um, his gratitude to just like her being a great person. And I don't think it's really that they're dating. I think Mm -hmm. as of right now, at least. No, I agree with you. I don't think it's anything serious and I probably don't think it will be anything serious. The age difference still is a little bit weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I think this is one of those situations where they spend so much time together training for the show every week. They, like they, they see each other more than their families at like, you know, and I think in that way, it's kind of maybe hard not to feel some sort of connection with, you know, especially with two single people. Um, so I think it's maybe more just that and they, you know, it's her first partner. It's her first time on the show. Like, I think, you know, it's his first time dancing. You know, I think that it, it's probably more so just that and they will remain good friends. Then really it's going to turn into anything serious. Um, keeping on Dancing with the Stars, though, this is breaking 16 minutes ago, apparently. <laughs> um Mark Ballas, former uh, Dancing with the Stars professional, and his wife, BC Jean, have welcomed their first baby. Um, So we're very happy for them. And um, that is exciting. I do miss Mark on the show. We are going to actually see him on the finale tonight, um, dancing with Charlie D'Amelio, his partner. And they were the winners from last season. Um, so that is, uh, exciting, exciting to see them on tonight and happy for them, um, for their first baby. Yeah, that's so exciting. I feel like he's an OG on, of like the professional dancers. Like when I first started watching Dancing with the Stars, he was a professional then. So I always like associate him with Dancing with the Stars. So it was kind of sad not seeing him this season, but I'm glad, glad he got a break also. Yeah, he and Derek, um unless i'm mistaken which i'm pretty sure i'm right about this they started on the same season uh Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy season five they both first came on and they really re-energized the show and and changed it completely because when they first started it was very like a lot more uh serious a lot more um like you know just standard ballroom dancing and there wasn't a whole lot of like 
changing up the music and being creative and doing a lot of like fun twists on dances and things like that. And really, I think it was Derek and Mark that came in and uh, and and shook things up a little bit, which I think was a little controversial at the time. A lot of the professionals that were there at the time, I think, felt that it was, you know, a little bit disrespectful maybe to like the traditions of the dances and things like that but I think the audiences really love the creative choreography and everything like that that um that we see now yeah no for sure I love Derek and Mark so I'm glad that they they made that change to the show because obviously it's great now so yeah (laughs) whatever they did worked absolutely um so next we have here um an interesting story so Britney Spears recently came out um with her memoir um and in it she spoke about um her one season of uh being a judge on the x factor and apparently she did not enjoy that experience at all whatsoever (laughs) um she felt you know that she didn't love um having to uh give critiques and it gave her anxiety to say anything negative to any of the performers um so i guess the this kind of lends a question because we see people like, you know, Paula Abdul famously on American Idol, who was just kind of very nice to the contestants and didn't really give a whole lot of critiques either, as opposed to someone like Simon Cowell or, you know, rest in peace, Len Goodman, who were much tougher and, um, you know, were very honest with the contestants. So do you think there's kind of like a place for having a judge like that that doesn't really give a whole lot of like harsh critiques or do we prefer when when judges are you know very willing to kind of be honest with them and if something wasn't great saying it wasn't great (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's nice to have a mix of it because like you don't want just all the harsh criticism because especially like on those kind of shows there's just so much pressure and like obviously it's hard to be perfect anytime but like especially on like a live tv show like that's even harder so it's kind of nice having the nice judge and like kind of allowing you to still have that like okay I am doing okay mentality and not just thinking like oh my gosh this sucks like why am I doing this um so I'm glad that like she was nice as a judge I feel like I would be nice as a judge I don't know if I would be able to be mean you can tell the sh- I, I rem- even remember at the time thinking like, oh, she doesn't want to be there. Like <laughs> she was paid a lot for it. She was paid, I think, 15 million for the one season, wow. which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I do. I don't mind having one judge like that. But I do think that I don't love when all three or four are like that. Like kind mm-hmm. of right now on American Idol, you have that to a certain extent where you know, Lionel, uh, Katie, and Luke are kind of all the nice judge. <laughs> um, I think they've gotten a little better as the years have gone on about it, but I remember especially in the beginning, it was like they very, very rarely said anything negative. And at that point, it's like, why are we here? Like, why are, wait, let's just not have judges then if they're not going to say anything. Like, yeah. they're kind of supposed to be the indicator to the audience, like, this was a good performance this was a bad performance and like on singing you can hear for yourself I guess but like I mean with Dancing with the Stars I guess it's a little different because we don't know if something was necessarily amazing or not (laughs) you can kind of tell if it was really bad but um you don't always know like oh in this type of dance you're not allowed to do this or you know but in singing I guess we can kind of tell for ourselves a little bit (laughs) but um 
I always appreciate having someone like Simon or someone there who's honest and to the point, but, and, and will hopefully help to make them better, you know, to give constructive criticism is what you want, but I don't mind having someone like, you know, whether it's Brittany or Paula or whoever to kind of lessen the harshness a little bit of maybe the other judge or judges. For sure. Um, and then lastly, and, and this is kind of a developing story, I guess you could say. So former Real Housewives of Orange County star Alexis Bellino apparently is now officially dating um, a fellow Orange County Housewives ex, John Jansen. Now, Alexis and Shannon never filmed together. They, I don't think, hardly know each other. But this begs the question, is it still breaking girl code? Because they're certainly, you know, they have mutual friends. They are associated with the same show. They don't necessarily know each other very well. In my personal opinion, I think this is more on John (laughs) and not great for him. Um, There were rumors about Alexis rejoining the show for the new season. So if so, then Alexis and Shannon certainly will be, you know, interacting now and John will probably be there. Um, Now I know you don't, watch but what overall in a situation like this do you think that from what you've heard that this is breaking girl code yeah I think because they're in the same circles like that is a little bit sticky and like that because if it was someone that like you weren't gonna be seeing or like in general like if they weren't hanging out with the same people then might be okay even if they had like she had like kind of known who he was from her but like then they weren't actually friends so they weren't actually hanging out together but if they are potentially going to be like in the same like places and all the same circles like I think that's definitely not a good thing and I also will blame John probably more than I don't know like the entire situation of like um him and Shannon but I feel like in general I wouldn't want to like go back into that you know like why is he willingly like dating now another Real Housewives mm-hmm. wife of or like Real Housewives of Orange County like person in the show because like then that just like he's kind of causing that drama for himself too yeah so I, I, uh, there's a little bit of a um, a fame bug maybe that has yeah. gotten into him. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, is this real or she just wants the fame? But so. it's weird because it's like, I mean, officially at least as of yet, Alexis isn't on the show. So like, if he was trying to get back on the show, weird, weird flex, weird way to do that to give, be with someone who's not officially on it right now. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. That's uh how long was he dating Shannon? A few years. Okay. Yeah. So th- I mean that was a pretty long term relationship. And so it just, wasn't just like a up flame. until just recently, too. Oh wow. So yeah. A little a little bit weird situation. Yeah. So we'll just have to see how this develops, but now I'm curious, but I don't I don't support it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think most people most fan uh audience reaction i've seen is is very negative about that um (laughs) uh and then last news story um for the week um we have uh the official 
judge's announcement, going back to judges, I don't know why that's a big topic for this week in the news, but um, the judges for the next season of So You Think You Can Dance have been officially announced. Um, they, uh, the show has been off for quite a while, um, but is returning uh, soon for season 18, um, early next year on March 4th. Um, host Kat Dealey is set to return for the season, as well as um, Nigel Lithgow, um, who uh, has is returning for um from previous seasons we have new judge uh, max Schmerkowski, formerly of dancing with the stars fame mm -hmm. as well as um allison holker boss who was also um, a former dancing with the stars professional and of course um the uh widow of her late husband uh twitch boss from uh who was a judge on so you think you can dance as well as we know him from the ellen show um and uh was there oh okay so for the audition uh period there will also be a guest judge um comfort fadoke um who is a uh apologies for pronouncing that wrong um but she was a, a former so you think you can dance all-star so what do you think of that judging panel um and uh are you excited for the new season yeah no i think all those judges sound great I'm excited to see Max and Allison because um, I think that they're great dancers. So I think they'll do great as judges. Um, I don't really know the other judges. I feel like I have seen them, but I can't like recall their names. But I remember watching So You Think, so you, think you Can Dance like when I was younger and then I just didn't continue sticking with it. So now I'm excited to watch just like I love watching dancing stuff. So I'll be excited to see it this coming season especially with those judges I feel like it'll be a good season yeah I think these are great judges I I am excited I like you I have kind of on and off watched it in the past but not I don't I don't know that I've ever really like sat down for a full season so mm -hmm. I think uh this was smart for them though to to bring this back during you know when they're trying to get programming back on the air from the writer's strike and everything this was I think a good move to bring the show back because I think even though the ratings weren't always amazing for it, you know, I, I, I think, especially with some time off from it, um, in the last, for the last few years, I think people will be excited for it to come back. So, um, we will, uh, tune in and on March 4th when that begins, but all right, so that's the news for the week. So let's move on to the Golden Bachelor just ended its first season molly what are your overall thoughts on the season on the show as a whole i really enjoyed the golden bachelor i feel like it was nice a nice change from just like the 20 year olds that we've been seeing from previous bachelor seasons or bachelorette seems a little bit more mature but like i feel like in the bachelor seasons as of lately like it's just so much pettiness and I don't really like watching that anymore to be honest like I'm just like I don't want this drama I just want there to be a love story even though obviously then it's like is this actually really a love story so <laughs> a lot of it is like now I realize more so looking at it I'm like okay like maybe this isn't real but this season like actually felt real um like having like now like Gary like having found 
well we I don't want to spoil it yet but found his um <laughs> I think we can spoil I think we'll say for anyone who d- has not finished this season pause this go finish it and then come back we're gonna spoil it <laughs> okay so Teresa I guess we were gonna talk about it in 20 minutes anyway so <laughs> we, we <will>. yes <laughs> um but yeah with with Teresa winning I feel like they're actually like a solid couple and I think like I think just with their age seeing like that maturity in terms of conversations or just like they just have a lot in common like similar interests and at that stage of their lives like it's really important to have that um and so I think that they actually had like the conversations that they needed to have versus like in other bachelor seasons, I don't think they really do. I think they just think, oh, I really think this person's attractive. I want to make this work. And then it doesn't work. So it seemed that it was more of like a wholesome season overall. And it was good to see that, like, I feel like overall, like it, it garnered a larger audience too, in terms of like age range and having like older people who wanted to watch as well, instead of just like the typical audience of like maybe like younger people who are watching it because it showed like a love story that was more relatable to every to older generations as well so overall I think it was like a great season I agree I I really enjoyed it I think the I I even liked the fact that it was a little more compact it was shorter the episodes were shorter the season was shorter I I think that it it felt like we, I, I didn't say like, oh, I really wish we had two hour episodes here. Like, I think they were kind of a little bit more get to the point. Don't drag everything out for a million hours. Like, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that it felt just kind of fresh and new and exciting. And, you know, like you said, I think the women felt much more relatable, much more authentic, much less just kind of there you know to get the Instagram followers and the brand deals with you know the gummy bear hair care and whatever (laughs) (laughs) you know it uh it it felt yeah I I enjoyed it a lot and I think just kind of you know and to compare it to the regular bachelor seasons I think that the regular bachelor to me kind of fell into this trap where it, it was doing one of two things every season. It was either becoming like an ad lib or a mad lib, excuse me, where it was like the same drama every season with different people. And you knew exactly what was going to happen every week. Basically it's like, okay, week one, you're going to get the drunk girl who's interrupting every five minutes. And then everyone gets upset that they got to go have two talks with the bachelor rather than everyone else who some people haven't had one yet. And then they get upset with her and then you're going to have, you know, episode two or three where there's another villain that comes in, who's not there for the right reasons and who, you know, uh, it just, every season was the same thing. Or you got a season kind of like um, Zach's season where there wasn't really a lot of drama. And because of that everyone said it was boring. So, mm-hmm it just felt like it was so this like this machine that was just 
kind of producing the same product every single year and everyone was kind of getting bored of it and this felt new and exciting and so i i really liked it um yeah what are your thoughts on kind of comparing it to a regular standard bachelor season yeah i mean i think because gary has been like he was married and then now like he was trying to find his wife again like I think that adds a layer that like we don't get that in a typical bachelor season because those guys who are the bachelor leads like they historically haven't been married not like there have been some but like very often they haven't been married um before or I don't know if there actually is there someone who's been married before I feel like there has to be someone a bachelor um, in the past who's yeah. been married before um maybe not married but at least had like a serious relationship but we yeah i can't think of anyone off the top of my head. i know we've had some bachelor i want to say bachelorette yeah maybe, like was emily maynard married or she... i think she was yeah. or they really they were engaged okay um but yeah so I guess no one's really been in like that steady of relationships as the lead necessarily in the in the bachelor season so I think they have more to learn in terms of like relationship wise I feel like Gary kind of knows more of like what he was looking for like what conversations to have and all that stuff I feel like it was just like sometimes like also the reactions I felt like were more raw and real mm -hmm. um, from Gary versus like bachelor leads might be more like they want to have a good season, you know, or it's like, you don't ever know. I mean, I guess you can't really tell that with Gary either. He yeah. could also be performing. Um, but like in terms of like in general season wise like I think it was nice to not have that much drama and like mm -hmm. just like the women overall I really I really like the women like who were on the season I think season. the women were the big yeah, yeah they were the big treat with this season I think yeah because um, I think like we haven't seen casts like this before and like that was really fun to see yeah because to me like I think a lead gets you kind of into this watching the season from the start because that's the only face you come in knowing generally and this was obviously different because we didn't know Gary but Gary was announced way before the women were announced and so you kind of he I think was the reason why people were excited to watch but then the women or the you know cast on a regular bachelorette season or bachelor you know the the cast of people is really what's going to keep you yeah. entertained the lead doesn't really do a whole lot other than kind of ask questions of the women, you know, torn over who to pick, whatever. But like the women or, you know, the cast is really, I think, what makes or break the season. And in this case, I think they really made it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we had saw a little bit of drama like between Kathy and Teresa, or, you know, early on. But really, for the most part, even that, like, it, it it didn't take over the season like it was you know enough to kind of keep a little bit spice to keep you interested but it, it it you know it didn't last for a million weeks and and go on and on and on like it was pretty tame compared to what we've seen in the past and um yeah I think just overall the the women were really mature and I felt like even when they were 
Like, even, you know, in the early on when they were eliminated, like, you didn't see them that upset. Like, they were just like, oh, I hope you, you know, find who you're looking for. <laughs> and yeah. then later on, of course, you know, like, with Leslie and, you know, the last few women, of course, they were more upset. And they, you know, we saw them get emotional, but it felt authentic. That felt real to me, you know, whereas sometimes in the past, I feel like sometimes you see these dramatic reactions where I'm like, are you just trying to be the bachelorette? Like, it's a little bit hard to tell if they're kind of overperforming to mm -hmm. have, you know, a story to be the lead. But um, I didn't feel that way at all with these women. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like they casted really well for the first Golden Bachelor. So um, it's going to be hard. I feel like the top of the women. I know. That's what I'm scared of. Is it like, it's almost like, do we just kind of leave it be? Like, <laughs> or do we join? But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, but any um, favorite moments or favorite dates or, or favorite women um, from the season that, that stood out to you in particular? Um, I remember early on in the season at the end, like after the rose ceremony, like almost in the credits time, there was a woman, I'm forgetting her name at this time because she was voted off kind of early, but she was talking about how she wishes there were chairs in the room. Oh, yeah, ceremony. yes, yes. And she um, was. Yeah. Was that Sandra that said that? No, because Sandra didn't get voted off then. Yeah, I didn't think she did either, but I, in my mind, that was her, but maybe yeah. Yeah, it might have been someone else. Yeah, but that was really funny. I was like, yeah, they really do need chairs. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're there for so long and they're wearing heels. Like, I don't know how it would last. Oh my um, God, that first rose ceremony, I was not yeah. expecting it. I know when the regular seasons generally it goes into the daytime, but I honestly thought that they wouldn't do that this season like they would go much quicker because these women can't stand for that long or like <laughs> there weren't even that as many as there normally were to start with and so I thought oh they'll be able to get through this a lot quicker because there aren't nearly as many women and still somehow it was bright light outside during that first row ceremony so yeah that was that was surprising to me <laughs> oh yeah for sure and then I also really like just the moments with Kathy and her like ITMs when I would she just like just like would share whatever was on her mind or like yeah. anything like she just like didn't care when she was saying and which was like honestly really nice to see because she was just, and how she always was saying zip it <laughs> to, about Teresa um so I just thought that was funny too just Kathy her personality like could come across as harsh but I think it was like she didn't mean it in that way like I think she would just like speaking her mind and that's how she felt mm -hmm. I think a moment that kind of surprised me earlier on was when Joan left because oh. I really thought she was a front runner to to win the whole thing and then you know she obviously left because of her you know family uh situation um but I was a little bit surprised even that she didn't come back like I thought maybe she'll leave and then like come back or maybe that you know Gary would like go fly out to her and ask her to come back or something like that but then yeah we just we never we didn't see her again until the the women tell all um but do you think if she had stayed in that she would have been a front runner to win I think overall like 
I don't know if she would have won, but I think she could have made it to the hometowns. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, they had one date, but yeah, they did have a really good connection. Um, And so that was upsetting to see her go. I feel like people are like on campaign for her to be the next golden bachelorette. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't she think was out too happen. early. Yeah I, yeah. I feel like a lot of that happens so often on these shows. We're like, yeah. we two, someone that we like goes home and we're like, next, they need to be the next bachelorette. <laughs> and by the time the season ends, nobody remembers who they are anymore. Like, it was, a, you know, a little different with Joan. I think, you know, with the Golden Bachelor, it was a little different because, mm-hmm. like I said, there just weren't as many women. So, like, it's a lot easier to remember the, the ones that got off a little bit earlier. But, um, yeah, I I don't think she'll she'll be the bachelorette, but um, we can we can talk about that. We'll put a pin in that for a minute, and then we can talk about who we think maybe would be a good golden bachelorette. Um, but you know, kind of fast forwarding to the end, we obviously, like we said, um, we saw Teresa and and Gary get engaged. Um, he chose her over um his second place finisher Leslie. Did that surprise you at all? Um, were Were you surprised that that he sent Leslie home before um, before the proposals? Um, I don't think like I I think like him and Leslie, yes, they had a good connection, but I think that he just had a lot more going with Teresa, and I think that like him and Leslie worked in like the show setting of it, but I don't know if they would have really worked in real life as much Mm -hmm. um and so I think he made the right choice in going with Teresa um but I do love Leslie and I also feel like because of her past like I was like watching this actually last night with my great aunt and uncle and they're almost 80 like they're older and it was funny because my great aunt was like oh like she has so much baggage there's no way that he can go with her (laughs) like okay I mean like I guess so because I mean Teresa and Gary had similar uh, they like fell in love with their like first loves and like got married to them and like that story like they had really good connection like could bond over those aspects and Leslie couldn't bond over that because she hasn't had someone like she's had Mm. like that and she's had more of like getting burned by people and like all the like cheating and all that stuff like obviously no one wants to experience that and like it seems like maybe there's still stuff, some part of her that's like not totally healed based on like the conversation that she had, especially in the breakup. It's like kind of like she's thinking all the blame is on her of like in a way when it's like not that way at all. Like she should right. know like she deserves someone who's going to want to treat her the way she wants to be treated. And like that wasn't Gary. Um, so I hope she does find someone, but I don't think it was Gary. Do you think Gary handled that breakup well? Like, are you glad that he broke up with her before the final, you know, where she would have gone up there to think she's getting proposed to? Um, Do you think that that overall, though, I I think that was good that he... Oh, yeah. I think whenever the bachelor or bachelorette breaks up with them before the proposal is good, because, like, then at least you're not getting yourself ready for thinking you're going to get proposed to or mm-hmm. how that's going to go and you don't have to like go up and like say a speech or anything like at least like it was kind of out of the way and then she could like 
go home like cry about it but like don't have to like worry about like going and getting ready for the actual like fake proposal for her um so I feel like that's one of those things and I don't know this for a fact but my guess is that producers don't want that to happen like they want them both to go up there and so that's not something that like they would like suggest to them but they probably like won't stop it if the the lead is like insistent on doing that on breaking up with them before so I feel like that's probably why we don't always see that I think if like the leads all knew that that was an option for them we would see it more often but I think a lot of them probably just like don't know that they're allowed to do that and so they don't (laughs) yeah oh for sure I mean it obviously adds the suspense if they don't do that but for their own mental health like for the runner-ups like definitely is better off with if they I also wonder if that's just kind of one of those things for Golden Bachelor where they're like a little bit like less intentionally cruel for these women (laughs) and so they kind of are like you know like okay you can go break up with her before like not make her go through that Um, yeah I mean I feel like in any bachelor show or bachelorette show like there's always like whenever you're the runner-up or like close to being to the end you're kind of being led on like regardless of like when it is or whatever it is because it's like you don't the lead still has to make it a show and it's not like they can just automatically be like okay I'm choosing this person well they can I guess but like Claire um <laughs> when she exception had- to that rule for sure <laughs> um, yeah. season up for four weeks yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, overall like I think like obviously Leslie was hurt by what happened but at least he didn't bring her all the way to the very right. end right no, I think that was absolutely the right move for him to do. Um, but there have been some reports lately about Gary um, that maybe paint him out to be not who we saw on the screen fully. Um, Hollywood Reporter um, came out with this article um, the day of the finale, I want to say, or the day before. Day before. Day before. Okay. Um and they quote discovered several inconsistencies regarding both his work history and recent romantic entanglements that contradict the received narrative um basically you know if you want to go read this full article you know we're not going to get into all the nitty-gritty details of it um but you know some of the kind of the big points are that um they say that he you know identified in his chirons throughout the show as a retired rock restaurant tour um but according to his profile on linkedin gary last owned a restaurant in 1985 when he told his mr quick hamburger drive-in franchise in iowa uh when he sold excuse me <laughs> sold his quick uh, mr quick hamburger drive-in franchise in iowa where he'd worked his way up from high school so just you know some inconsistencies with that just some comments well, yeah, i was i remember there was stuff about how there was they were talking about how he hadn't dated since his ex-wife but then an ex-girlfriend came forward sharing that's with, ex-girlfriend yes okay yeah so. ex-girlfriend was sharing like oh like we did date yeah apparently like 
some comments like that he you know said very similar lines to her that he said on the show um and just some comments that he made to her about how she dressed and and things like that that maybe paint him out to be you know not quite the um the gentleman that we saw on the show at all, all times so did anything in this article make you change your feelings about gary at all um or is this maybe a little bit just kind of overblown um i think people just like reading into a lot of the stuff like into in depth of what it is like i think yes it's maybe not great of the things that like were glossed over or not shared necessarily in this season but obviously like there's editing involved in every show and like you're never gonna see a full picture of what someone's like and so I mean I think like yes he had really great edit because he was the lead and like they wanted to show us like great golden bachelor but like there could have been moments even throughout the show that like maybe said something that like people were like oh maybe we don't want to put this in so overall like we don't see those things but like overall like I don't think he's a bad person like yes it's a little bit shady at some of that stuff but like I think that like I I saw that him and Teresa have like talked about everything that was related to that and like obviously they're still fine so if it's like Teresa's still good with being with Gary then I trust that he's not like totally bad person um I think Teresa's a nice person so I think that like has something to do with it too of like thinking that like okay like we don't really know everything that's going on so I don't want to just judge from one article of like okay now I hate Gary you know like everyone's like kind of now on that train I'm like well you don't really know him yeah I don't think anything in here was like oh my god Gary is a terrible person like it it all felt a little bit you know I don't know like a bad relationship and like okay you know maybe it's like you know what when you know people do on their resumes or whatever like you know you fluff up a little bit or whatever like it, it wasn't anything that just felt like so awful that he needs to be canceled and you know shouldn't ever appear on tv again it, you know, it, it maybe just said, like, okay, they gave him a good edit, but he also is probably a fine person overall and just had a bad relationship, maybe. And, you know, it, it, it didn't feel like compared to some of the stuff we've heard from exes on this show in the past, and <laughs> it, yeah. it was not anything horrible that you know, that, uh, from what they found in the article, I don't think. Um, looking forward to the future, though, there's been a lot of talk about a potential Golden Bachelorette, um, future seasons of the Golden Bachelor. What would you want to see, if anything, in future seasons? Um, is there anyone here from this cast that you think would be a good lead for a Golden Bachelorette? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the future of this spinoff? Yeah, I feel like Leslie and Faith both have a chance of getting that spot of a Golden Bachelorette if they continue to do it and doing the next season of it of like a Bachelorette because that's how like they usually do, you know, Bachelor, Bachelorette. Um, so I want to see a Golden Bachelorette. I think that would be a lot of fun to like see with the women leading it because 
I think those seasons are kind of fun to watch for me just because like I I mean obviously they're old but like you know like I always think oh like the guys I want to like think of who I want them to end up with versus like sometimes when it's the girls I'm like I don't know who they're gonna be best with for the guy perspective Mm -hmm. um but I always think the the women with the bachelor seasons they always last longer too because they're just better at choosing um so I don't know if like I feel like Leslie would be ready to do it probably like by the time like they would film for it and she's also Jewish so I think that would be fun to have a Jewish lead um and so I like Leslie and I think she would be a great lead um because she brought lots of entertainment this season and I feel like she really wears her heart on her sleeve too and like I mean I want her to find love because she hasn't had that study of seems like her in her past so I would want her to then like have it on the show but also then she's gonna have to deal with more making people upset (laughs) so I don't know I mean I guess that comes with being a lead though because like you obviously like you have to do that so maybe then she'll have a different perspective at the end and be like oh wait maybe I shouldn't have reacted I think that happens a lot where leads come back and say you know now I kind of understood where they were coming from when they sent me home (laughs) um I agree I think it's definitely going to be one of those two if they do end up doing a golden bachelorette unless they just take from you know like they did with Gary and you know take someone who has not been on the show before but I feel like they would probably choose one of those two if they could um Yeah, I think my hope is that maybe they only do this once a year, not twice a year like regular Bachelor and Bachelorette, but they switch off every other year between a Bachelor and Bachelorette. I think that would be a good way of doing it, um, because I think two a year of the spinoff would just be too much Bachelor and we'd all get tired of it too quickly. So I think this would be a good treat, you know, once a year at the same time as Paradise. I think what they did was perfect. Um maybe even you know make this two hours in paradise one hour since this was so successful i wouldn't be surprised if they did i'm not saying i want that to happen but i wouldn't be surprised uh because this did way better than paradise and they were making that the two hour one so i could see them switching that next year if they brought it back um but we will see um do you think for future seasons is there anything that you think that any lessons that the show could take from the success of the golden bachelor and bring that to future seasons of the regular bachelor and bachelorette um well i don't think they're gonna do this but kind of what you were saying of like having a break i think was nice or like we we hadn't had a golden bachelor before but like just like i think if they don't do it as frequently like i think that's gonna bring it to be more successful just because like then people are wanting it again and when there's no want for it then there's not as much of like the desire to watch it I feel like sometimes for me at least I get like tired of just like all the bachelor shows so I think that like getting more space from it (laughs) is a good lesson that we've learned um but in general like I think they just like it's good to see a different style or not necessarily style, but like a different kind of show. Like we've always been seeing the young, like 20 somethings, 30s, like young people 
getting in these like relationships or dating but it's nice to see that they're expanding into 70s 60s and like seeing that love story evolve as well which was really nice to see so I think they should continue with like looking at like older generations I guess of like seeing maybe they would do like a mid 40s season you know like middle age seasons of like older but in general like I think there's so many people who are still wanting to find that that they hadn't really tapped into before um and so I really enjoyed that aspect of it yeah absolutely um I I just think in terms of like the structure of the show I think not you don't always need two hour episodes first of all I think this showed that one hour episodes they were able to still fit in everything that felt important and it didn't feel you know like I said earlier it didn't feel too overextended over over um fluffed you know if that makes sense like there's you know I feel like in a typical season there's there's just like we spend so much time on the dates we spend so much time on just kind of repeating the same thing over and over again and having all of these you know someone something will happen and then we'll see a confessional of someone just repeating the exact same thing that we just saw and it just feels like the two-hour episodes they don't quite always have enough content for it and so they're just adding in all of these extra things that we don't need and so I think this was a lesson that people I think really liked you know the shorter episodes and the I mean it was a shorter season too um and yeah I mean it just I think it just felt new and exciting and I think just kind of maybe continuing to evolve the show rather than it being the same exact thing every season is something that I think they could improve upon because like a game like Survivor that we see the show is not the same as it was 10 years ago it's you know they've added different elements to it they've added you know different things to allow the show to evolve over the years sometimes too much but I'd rather them try new things where it works or not, rather than a show like The Bachelor that has just, it's the same exact show that it was 10 years ago. Now they've added diversity, which is great, but that should not be considered a new element that um, it should just be, you know, expected. But, you know, and I don't know exactly what that would be, what that would look like, but I just think that they need to continue trying new things, even if certain things don't stick just try it because I think that that it was something that will help to extend the life of the show yeah um but we'll see and we saw in the finale that there was a preview um for Joey season coming up um did that preview excite you to watch it what were your thoughts yeah because I mean I I kind of didn't really watch a ton of charity season but I did remember Joey because I watched the beginning like I watched like the first episode so I remember Joey from the first episode and I thought he was cute um so and I think he's just like a genuine guy he seems really nice and I think that's gonna go a long way in the season of just like how nice he'll be just like in general like I think that having a, him as the lead was the right choice. Obviously, like a lot of people wanted him as the lead. 
so I think that's gonna be good but I also think like the women obviously you said they were saying it earlier like the cast itself like of the women obviously makes the season so I hope that we also have really exciting women to watch throughout the season um but the the premiere or the trailer itself like looked good like I was like it looks some like there's some drama um I mean obviously it's editing wise like they're making it look like it's gonna be some major thing and then it doesn't end up being like anything but I got excited watching it honestly I was like oh wait maybe I actually will watch this whole season (laughs) um but overall I think it will be a good season yeah bachelor previews I never believe anything because (laughs) they literally film things for the preview that we never end up seeing we saw in the preview for the Golden Bachelor, we saw like Leslie in a dress, like waiting to be proposed to, and we never saw that. Like she was yeah. told, you know, she was broken up with before that night. So like they obviously filmed that with her. I don't know when, whether it was after. I can't imagine it was after she got broken up with, but maybe they like filmed like kind of B-roll footage of both of them in their both she and Teresa in their dresses, like before, like that day and then I, I don't know yeah because I remember seeing that and I was like so when I was watching last night with my family and then they were like oh he's gonna break up with her here and I was like oh no like I don't think so because I was like thinking about that picture mm-hmm. and then he like came back in and I was like oh my gosh wait he is breaking up with her what yeah. happened in that preview <laughs> yeah so that's why like I just I don't believe bachelor previews at all so <laughs> you know I I I We'll wait and see. <laughs> but I do like Joey as a lead. I think that he will be a good lead. But like you said, it just depends solely on the women, I think, is to make or break the season. So we will see what happens. But um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Let's Chat Reality. And we will be back next week for another episode. So thank you guys uh, for listening or and or watching. Have a good Bye, week. everyone. Thank Bye you. Bye, everyone.